Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Blessings and messengers 
guidance for mankind and the best of them, our guide, our mentor, our master, who delivered the message in the best way, who lived Islam as a practical example for day-to-day -day life, how to pray, how to fast, how to connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how to live your walking steps, working, ruling, trading, every way of life, following the way of Allah, and that example is our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Brothers, sometimes something happens in our community which is a big issue, but in the eyes of some it might be seen as a small issue. A few days ago in East London, in Ilford, a masjid, a masjid like we are in today, with its halls, with its center, where the Muslims come to pray and worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a masjid hosted Zionists linked to the so-called Israeli entity. The Zionists are killing Muslims in Palestine. And now we find a masjid in the UK hosting people from the Israeli embassy. As if there was nothing wrong with this. And this is a new agenda that Muslims have to be aware of. Why, why, why did it come to this position that in a masjid, in a Muslim community, in the place where we worship Allah, there is disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and embracing of the Zionists who kill our brothers and sisters in the land of Palestine. Do you remember Muhammad al-Dura? Muhammad al-Dura. Do you remember this boy? Maybe some people are young. 12 year old. His father was shielding him and the Zionist army, they were shooting and they killed him. Do you remember the Al-Khalil massacre. Do you remember that? Al-Khalil in Hebron, in Palestine. A Zionist man called Baruch Goldstein. In the blessed month of Ramadan, people went for Salat al-Fajr, and he went in there with a gun, just as we are in this question today. And he started firing, and at the end, he murdered 29 people. I remember some of their faces till today. Some of them were as young as 12 years old. Do we forget this event and the suffering of our Ummah in Palestine? Do you forget what you do in Ramadan sometimes in this mosque and many other mosques? People collecting charity for Palestine. People making dua for our Ummah in Palestine. People saying this is an oppressed land. This is the land of Israel and Miraj. This land belongs to the Muslim Ummah. This is a land, Islamic land, until Yomil Qiyam. And it is a duty of this Ummah to liberate it one day. Do we forget all that suffering? And now we come to a point, we put all that aside. And now we embrace Zionists. When I say we, Alhamdulillah, it's not the general Muslims, but some people who are running that mosque, Eaton Road Mosque. Why, why, why is it? They embrace, they welcome people from the Israeli embassy. There is an agenda here. And despite all the things that the Zionists are doing in Palestine, the killing, the murder, of our brothers, our sisters, our mothers, despite all that, there is an agenda here facing Muslims in the UK. You know, the arguments that we get, they say to us, look, for there to be peace in Palestine, Muslims and Zionists, you have to sit together. You have to talk together. Eh? It sounds very reasonable. The way to peace is what? Sitting together, talking together. You have to have events together. And so I ask the question, 
What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say about sitting with people who kill and murder? Or people who support people who do that? We have to ask this question as Muslims. What does Allah say? If Allah permits it, do it. Ignore me, ignore anybody, do it. The second question, why is it that some Muslims feel the need, the need to do these kind of actions? And how is it that we Muslims must react to this normalization agenda? I call it the normalization agenda, to normalize, to get Muslims to accept the Zionist entity that is occupying the land of Palestine. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his glorious book in Surah Muntahana, Surah number 60 in the Quran, is so clear. This surah gives us guidance on who is the enemy, who is the friend, and what do you do about the enemy. The surah starts by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, first of all, making it very clear to us. Ya لا تتخذوا عدوي وعدوكم أولياء تلقون إليهم بالمودة يا أيها الذين آمنوا أيها بليل لا تتخذوا Don't take my enemies and your enemies as awliya as friends as confidence showing them what? Showing them affection So Allah warns us that there are some people not everybody some people they want category to the believers. They are the enemies of Allah, therefore they are the enemies of the believers. In verse number 8 of the same surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لَا يَلْحَاكُمُ اللَّهُ أَنِ الَّذِينَ لَمْ يُقَاتِلُ لَمْ يُقَاتِلُوكُمْ Allah does not forbid you from being friendly with those who do not fight you. So there are some people, you can be friendly with them, you can mix with them, they're not Muslims, no problem. But the main ayah that I want to focus on is where he then says to us in verse number 9, Surah Muntahana, Innama, Innama, it is only, there is an exclusion, you can mix with people, you can deal with people, but there is an exception, there is a group, Innama yalhaakum allahu, anilladhina qataluukum fiddin, Allah forbids you expressly from being friendly, cozy, embracing those who fight you for your deen. One, and they drive you out of your homes. What do they do in Palestine? What is it they do in Palestine? They not drive us out of their homes. And those who help them in driving you out. So it is not only those who drive the Ummah out, but their supporters. The governments who support the Zionist entity, should Muslims be friendly with them? Very clear. And Allah says those who turn to those people who are friendly with them, they are the Zalim one. They have disobeyed Allah <coughs> The answer to whether or not we should be cozy with these people is very clear. We are forbidden from supporting, from helping them. And helping or supporting or being friendly with those who support them indirectly. So there's a question. This agenda this new program to normalize relationship between Muslims and the Zionist entity, this is nothing new. From the day they created the so-called State of Israel, 
I don't like to call it a state, I call it an entity, the Zionist entity. From the day it was created, there is one prize, one prize for the Zionists who occupy Palestine. One big prize that they have been trying to get their hands on. That prize is for the people in the region, for the Arabs, for the Muslims, to accept that they are legitimate, to accept, to welcome them, to say, you're okay. You expelled our mothers. You kill our sons. In Palestine, till today, there are demonstrations. People are being killed by them. It's okay, it's okay. Not have welcome. And over the years, the Arab regimes, they started in the 50s and the 60s. We will liberate Palestine. Ah, in the 70s and the 80s, they said, no, it's not possible. We have to have peace. Jordan, Egypt, the latest country, not recently Chad. All these governments, now they have relations with the Zionists. They have embassies. Huh? They are doing what? They are saying to the owner, look, 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 look. You can't liberate this land. Forget what Salamuddin did. Forget it. Forget what the Quran says, Na'udhu The real way, the new way is acceptance, is normalization. Mm -hmm. Normalization. So the rulers have accepted. The Saudi government came up with a peace proposal. There should be two states, Palestine and Israel. Accepting people who came, kicked you out of your homes, left you in the garden in the shed. They fired, they killed you now and then. And they tell you, it's okay, we took over the house, it's all right. Accept us. But there is one obstacle, one obstacle. The ummah that says, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. The Muslims everywhere in the world said no. No, no. Allah says in the Quran, Fight to the world. Allah those who fight you. So for us, when anybody occupies Muslim land, we don't care who he is. He could be an atheist. He could be a Christian. He could be a Jew. He could be an alien from Mars that has two heads. We don't care your race. We don't care your religion. You occupy Muslim land, the duty of this ummah is to have a state, to have an army and to liberate that land. Isn't that what Salahuddin did? Unify the Muslims? Maybe we're weak today, but never in our hearts do we forget the idea that there is one problem in Palestine. One problem. One, one, one problem. Never forget these brothers and sisters. One problem. The land is occupied, the land should be liberated. That's the problem. There's no, everything else is because of the occupation. You kill us and steal our land because you occupy us. The Islamic solution is to liberate that land. And this is the duty upon this woman. So the Muslims are the only ones standing, still with the belief in their minds, still not accepting. And so now, in the Muslim community in the West, there is an agenda to push new programs, new initiatives, new ways, new means. In November last year, there was uh, Muslims and Jews who cooked together. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Muslims and Jews who cook together. There's something called Mitzvah Day, set up by a Jewish organization. And they got some Muslims involved, and they went and in Islam and mosque, they had a gathering. But if you look at who, the lady who is behind Mitzvah Day, she's a Zionist supporter. She used to be with the Board of Deputies that says this, this, and this about Islam, about Muslims. The people who defend, when Muslims have been shot in the head, shot in the head in Palestine, you have people here who defend them. And we are told to be friendly with the people who are killing our own. We need to open our eyes. Don't be naive. Don't just say it for the sake of peace. 
For the sake of peace, everything becomes allowed. And for the sake of peace, you are roped into all sorts of things. So we now see an agenda within the Muslim community. Let us cook together. Let us celebrate. What happened in East London? They said, oh, it is a Yad Vashem, the, the, the museum in occupied Palestine and the Zionist entity, not far from Deir Yassin, where Muslims were massacred. They should have an exhibition about the Holocaust in East London, in a mosque, in Eaton Road Mosque. A museum for Palestine. In the exhibition in the masjid, will they talk about Deir Yassin? Will they talk about the Holocaust against the native Indians in America? Will they talk about what the British did in Kenya? Will they talk about the killing in Al Khalil, the Hebron massacre of Baruch Goldstein? Will they talk about the suffering of the Ummah till today in Palestine at the hands of the people from where this museum is coming? They will not talk about that. So they want you to accept. Brothers, sisters, all of these ways all of these means, all of these new styles, there is one aim behind it. The argument is, Muslims need to sit down and talk with the people in Palestine. Ah, uh -uh, the Zionists. They need to talk for the sake of peace. You mean with the occupiers. Really, it is to get you to whitewash the occupation, to accept the occupation, to accept this entity exists, to accept there are two sides, two equal sides in Palestine. Two equal sides. There are not two equal sides. There is a Zionist entity which has a plane, armies, F-16, killing and brutalizing people every day. There are a few Muslims who fight back, who defend themselves. When the army, when their army goes in and kills people, and when somebody fights back and kills one of them, don't tell me it's equal. Don't ever, ever, ever tell me it's equal. It is not equal. It is never equal. So don't affect this idea where equal rituals sit together. Why, 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 Allah? Why is it that the Muslims felt the need to take part in these projects, to invite? And I'll tell you one thing. When you invite and sit down with them on Monday and you have a nice discussion about the two sides, about people living together, on Wednesday, when they kill Ahmed, Rahman, Zainab, when you shoot her in the head in Gaza, you are not able to criticize them. Because you were sitting there, you're friends, you were getting along. So when they do the murder, this will start to change your heart. This will start to make you say, there are people like us, there is suffering, this is something you hear, there is suffering on both sides. How do you end that suffering? We have the answer, this entity does not have the answer. Why is it that some Muslims feel the need? to take part in these activities. For some of our brothers and sisters, there is a big problem that they have. May Allah protect us from this. They are seeking recognition. We want to be recognized. So in this message, you invite, you're recognized for what? That we are moderate. After this event, they were praised. One of the officials in the UK said, this mosque is a moderate mosque. Huh? Israeli officials, they came. Many people, they came. Some of them supporting the Zionists. And the mosque hosted them. So you want to be called moderate. You want to be said that you are people who are able to discuss and dialogue. And you are people who refused. The message was advised. The people running it, and they did not listen to the Muslims. Brothers and sisters, it is a dangerous path. 
It is a dangerous path to do actions for recognition by people. Our actions should be what? For the sake of our Rahman, Al-Qawi Al-Aziz, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. The minute me, the minute you, the minute we start to do actions because of what the people will think, disaster. Because today you will sell out Palestine. Today you will sell out Kashmir. Today you will sell out the Uyghurs in China. Today you will sell out your deen. Tomorrow what will be left? This is a dangerous path for the Muslims. And we have to reject this. So my point for you, my point for myself, what should our community do? Number one, recognize that there is an agenda to get Muslims to accept the Zionist entity. This is number one. Recognize, be aware. Rasulullah said to us, he informed us that the Muslim does not get bitten, bitten from the same hole twice. There is a snake in a hole. You put your hand there the first time, you get bitten. Whoa, where? It's a foolish person who goes again to the same hole. So you have to recognize there is an agenda here. Recognize that the Zionists are trying to get Muslims to accept the occupation of Philistine. Recognize that there is an agenda. So when somebody comes to your Islamic group, comes to your Islamic school, comes to your mosque and says, let us do a joint event, you should check. Should you or should you not? Which group is this? Go to their website. Who are the trustees? It's a very simple check. Who are the trustees? In East London, when this woman, Laura Marks, when she said, let us do mitzvah day, all the Muslims needed to do is go to the website. Who is Laura Marks? Sheikh Google will give you the details. Laura Marks, former board of deputies, supporter of Israel, defender of Israel. So, okay, thank you very much. We will, we will cook, we will cook. We can cook for the homeless. We can cook with Jews, but not with your organization. Because your organization stands for something, represents something, and is a defender of the Zionist entity which is killing our own. So we should be very, very aware and urge the Muslims to do that. Number two, the Muslims in this masjid or in these groups, when you hear this kind of agenda, don't be silent. May Allah reward those brothers and sisters in East London, in Ilford Mosque, when the mosque wanted to host this event, they spoke up. They said, well, what are you doing? Come on, think about it. And initially, the person in charge of the mosque said, oh, is going to Palestine, and we support the Palestinians. I will look into this. He looked into it, he came back and said what? He went ahead. Why? This is a question for me. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praises us as an ummah. We have to enjoy ma'aruf and forbid bunker with each other. We need to help each other to the higher, to the good. We must not sell out the Palestinians. And if we see any brothers or sisters who maybe unknowingly are going to mix with these organizations, these Zionist organizations, we should advise them. We should warn them so that they may think and change their way. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unite us in his obedience. May Allah unite us in his obedience. May Allah unite us in his obedience. Number three. This is my final point, brothers and sisters. You see, why is it Muslims are not confident about the issue of Palestine? Because when these organizations come, they come with something very simple. They say, oh, Mr. Ahmed, uh, Mrs. Zainab, Mr. This, oh, you run the group, you run the Muslim this, you run that, you run the mosque, you run this. We need to talk about peace. 
Let's pray together. Talk about peace. And it sounds very innocent. Peace? I want peace. I want peace in Palestine. But because the Muslim does not have in his mind, what is the way Islam says we achieve peace in that land? They come with their agenda. That what? The way to achieve peace is to talk. For the two sides to talk. To understand each other. What is there to understand? What is there to understand? There is an entity that has occupied the land. That kills the people. That murders the people. That uses F-16s to bomb Gaza. That committed massacres every single year in this land. What is there to understand? That is the issue of Palestine. It's occupied. So for us, there's nothing to really talk about. If you want to talk about occupation, let's go one step further. How is it you will end this disaster in Palestine today? So that people of different colors, different races, different beliefs, who are legitimately there can live together. And the Muslims should be confident and say, the way to bring peace and stability in this land, only Islam has the solution. Only Islam. Only, only, only Islam. Islam says when the land is occupied, it must be liberated by an army. The army of the Khilaf. An army where there is a man who commands it, who sends it. The army of Salahuddin, the army of the Muslim Ummah will liberate Palestine. That's number one. But number two, when this army of the Zionists is defeated, so an army will face an army. When we defeat the Zionists, when the Islamic State's army defeats the Zionist army, inshallah, for us that's not the end of it. We don't bring new chaos to it. Now you will rule the place by Islam. And you need to ask anybody, anybody in this world, when was there ever peace and stability in the land of Palestine? When was there? Look at the history. Under the Zionist, disaster for everybody. Killing, bloodshed for the last how many decades? The Zionist experiment will end. Under the Crusaders, when the Crusaders came to Al-Aqsa and they massacred Jews and they massacred Muslims, their horses were swimming in the blood of people. So the Christian Crusaders never brought peace to this land. Under the British rule, under the Khilafah, Muslims, Jews, Christians, under Islamic rule, only under the system of the Khilafah was there peace in this land. So we have the solution. We have the vision for Islam. Islam will be liberated by an army of the Khilafah, and then justice will be established because we will rule by the Sharia of Allah. We will not oppress anybody because Islam forbids it. The Prophet said to us, whoever harms a citizen of the Islamic State is out here. Whoever harms a thing. When you are able to speak like this, you have the confidence, inshallah. So brothers and sisters, don't set up Palestine. Don't forget your own man. Don't fall for this normalization. We sit together. There is one issue in Palestine, one issue alone. That issue is occupation. There is one solution from Islam, liberation, and they're ruling by Islam. And that is the way for peace in that land. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ حَقَّ تُقَاتِهِ وَلَا تَمُوتُنَّ إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ Or you will believe, I say from yourself, you fear Allah and ask Allah for forgiveness for the glory of Allah. بسم الله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد
وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما بركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد يسأل الله سبحانه وتعالى to strengthen this ummah for us to see the good as the good and follow it and to see the shahr as the shahr and keep away from it we ask Allah to help our ummah in Palestine to help our ummah in Kashmir wherever the Muslim land is occupied to give strength to those Muslims we ask Allah to help this ummah to unite our hearts and unite our lands under a sincere ruler who will send an army to liberate this land we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to strengthen our community here upon his obedience to keep us away from his disobedience to be aware of the plots and the plans to get us to accept his enemies and to take them as well as our enemies. Allahumma rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fi l'akhirati 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 hasana wa صلى الله على سيدنا محمد والحمد لله رب العالمين وأعطينا الصلاة Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and seerah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.